episode of Small Business Dads. My name's Daniel Monday. Thanks for tuning in and checking us out for another week. Before I introduce today's guest, I'd like to ask if you can please hit subscribe and or follow whatever they do in your little app that you listen to. That ensures every episode gets downloaded straight to your little app for your listening pleasure as soon as it's released. And also, too, if you can share and rate and review, that's going to help get your story and that of these cool dads that I have a chat with in front of as many ears as possible. And if you'd like to also be a guest on Small Business Dads, shoot me an email to daniel at dpmtransformation.com and I'd love to have a chat with you and hear your story about your family, about your business and get your story into as many ears as possible. Many Aussie dads just like you. Now, today's guest, Gavin Hepper, from Concepts by Gavin Hepper, has got a pretty cool story to share, not only about his business and about what he does. He's very passionate, but I love the fact his story today proves that you don't have to be someone's biological father to, in fact, be a dad. And I love how he stepped up and is actually being someone, a dad figure for someone who needs it. And... So I think that's more important just because you're responsible for someone coming onto this earth. It's more important being responsible for someone once they're on this earth. Gav's story is pretty cool. We'll get straight into it. All right, another episode of Small Business Dads. Today, I have with me Gavin Hepper by Con- uh, from Concepts by Gavin Hepper. How are you, Gavin? Yeah, really well, Dan. Thanks for having me along, mate. No dramas. Well, obviously, we've been introduced through uh, a mutual friend. And, um, but, uh, before we find out about, about what you do, tell us a bit more about you and, you know, what's your background and your story? Yeah, look, my back, my story is, uh, I'm just a, an honest kid that grew up uh, on the South coast and in a Wollongong area, uh, actually on Bulli beach. Uh, I was very fortunate to be brought up in such an amazing part of the world. Uh, the South coast down here. Uh, surf, if there was no surf, me and my mates were up the bush on our BMX bikes, rat bagging around in the bush. So as a spot, place of the world to be brought up in, uh, I could not have asked for better. I absolutely, I still live here for those reasons, uh, to actually you know, bring kids up here in this relaxed environment uh, is absolutely brilliant. So born, bred Bulli, went to Bulli High School, uh, went uh, at that point, uh, moved on and went to TAFE and actually in the furniture fabrication industry. So I got a trade at shop fitting and detailed joinery. Uh, that was always my passion from school. I was not always the uh, sharpest tool in the shed, I suppose, uh, from the school books, if you like, but always enjoyed and had a passion for using my hands and making things. Uh, I think that was passed down to me uh, from both my grandfathers. And I had a passion for that. So fortunately, I you know, got into an apprenticeship in that realm. And that was locally as well. So I've always stayed here and now run business uh, local in the Illawarra market uh, on the concept by Gavin Hepper brand. And we've also got another business attached to us, which is called Archibathe, which is also a bathroom renovation firm. So essentially bull-eye born, bred and stayed here. Massive amount of international travel over the years, what I really love, which is also forms a big part of who I am. Uh, but first and foremost, I suppose, back to my roots of driving down Bulli Pass and it's that sense of I'm home. It's such a relaxing part of the world. Nice. Well, it beats the hustle bustle of the city. I tell you what, I would be happy to relocate, but uh, obviously circumstances don't allow for that. But um, I, I, like, I like what you, you know, that lifestyle sounds something like it's pretty, uh, 
it's pretty cool to us yeah it is it's especially oh, i surf a big passion of mine is surfing uh, my closest pool of mates are surfers and they've, uh, they've become my closest mates through that you know mutual uh, enjoyment of surfing so we try and do international travel once a year with one another through that um but from business perspective it's you know the amount of people moving down this way from the city at the moment is absolutely phenomenal and, you know, I can get to sort of the eastern suburbs, you know, sometimes within 45 minutes, depending on what time of day it is. Um, so especially sort of around that Alexandra area, uh, which is a real design district. I can yeah. get there within 45 minutes from home here. So we're so close to, to the city, realistically, that some people don't realise. But I can get up and be in the surf with, with only another five guys uh, and not have to pay for parking. In <laughs> Best of both worlds. And you have to 100%. pick our traffic. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I shouldn't talk about it too much and promote it that I get swamped with everyone coming down. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll uh, you get a real estate as a side gig and sell some uh, sell some land on some commission. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, let's move on to more about concepts by Gavin Hepper. Tell us about about the ins and outs, about what you do, and about you know some of the uh, you know some of the jobs you've done and so forth. Before we get into the family side of things, maybe. Yeah, look, it's uh, so the brand was uh, essentially drafted from when I worked for a lot of big firms. So I was quite fortunate as a going through my apprenticeship and as a tradie, um, I had a pretty good skill. I loved using my hands and I was quite well regarded for my trade skills, if you like. I had a, a great ability to be able to work very fastly at an extremely high quality level. So I was being poached a lot throughout the industry. So what that done was gave me the ability to move around to lots of businesses. What that done was gave me a massive amount of experience and exposure, how businesses work differently from the front end of office and bookkeeping side of thing, management of the funds through to managing it of their, of their staff and uh, how they undertook and resolved their problems that come to them in business. Uh, so I moved around a lot as, as an early, as a tradie, as a young bloke. And one thing that was really evident to me, there was a huge gap in the market. And that was, it was say mums and dads, say like yourself, you and your missus would go to get a new kitchen. You go straight to the kitchen company and you start talking to them about a new kitchen. They're heavily invested in one thing. That's making kitchen cabinets and installing them. They're not trained at all in functional design and not trained in colour and aesthetics at all. They're only trained at TAFE on how to manufacture good quality components. Um, so I that was very obvious to me. I, the last place I worked, essentially I was what I branded myself as job title was the dummy boy. But when Mr. and Mrs. Smith, if you like, called up and very upset of getting their $60,000 kitchen installed, uh, upset, because there was no function there, there was no bin in there, the colours looked terrible, it just wasn't right. It was my job to go out and put a dummy in their mouth and tell them how amazing things were and everything was okay and get, and, and get, the, and get the check off them, if you like. Yep. So what that done was actually formed a business brief and actually I started drafting my business plan based on the experiences I had for working for others and that was that there was a huge gap missing. If the, Mr. and Mrs. Smith going to the kitchen company were not getting the service and the respect that they deserve from the design side of things, otherwise they have to go to an architect and pay a massive amount of money. At that period of time, architects did not do any training when it come to kitchen and bathroom design. So there was a gap in the middle. 
So I took it upon myself to do a lot of training, professional uh, education in regard to interior design and specifically kitchen and bathroom design. That then formed Concepts by Gavin Hepper as an interior design firm specialising in kitchen and bathroom design. So I'm now essentially the only certified and accredited kitchen designer and bathroom designer that trades south of Sydney. That's pretty cool. And it's also, it was good market research, wasn't it, all those years? It's- 100% it was. Extremely good market research and see how... And look, I've, I, I'm a firm believer of never burning bridges. So I've made some amazing contacts because now I am still a turnkey business. So clients can come to us, say for a new kitchen, and I look after everything from the highly functional design, choosing all materials, generating architectural plans and virtual reality walkthroughs of that. Because I'm a tradie, I'm also fully licensed. We can project manage everything through, but we don't have a workshop. So therefore, I need to use all my contacts in the industry for manufacture yeah. and install. But I obviously it to make sure the quality is to my standard. Um, so those contacts I've made over the years uh, still keep paying themselves off all the time. So now essentially I run a design business, uh, which is about good functional design, offering clients value for money within their investment. So instead of getting to say a kitchen installed and it's okay and living with that for the next 30 years, having a kitchen installed that's designed specifically for you, you're still paying the same money for the project overall. What it does is the value for money comes into how you interact personally within that space, but most importantly, how you interact in that space with your family. Things like your kitchens, you communicate and there's, there's blood, sweat and tears and, and screams happen in that area of your home and a lot of memories made, right? So if it's actually designed and set out well, for that to be a calm, relaxed, homely environment, I see on behalf of my clients, I'm, I'm winning on their behalf, if you like, you know, because we're achieving so much and they get the, the benefit out of that. Then when it comes to bathrooms, I see designing the ultimate bathroom for someone is about self-care. Uh, and self-care is imperative in a, in a home and family environment because if we look after ourselves well, we're the best version of ourselves to give to our family. Definitely. So I like to spend a lot of time in designing a bathroom um, to give people the best opportunity to give themselves self-care, if you like. Um, so, I, look, I, I love what I do. So, Probably. Yeah. Well, it sounds pretty cool. And it's obviously two of the areas you spend the most of the time in anyway, basically. So... Uh... We spend an amazing amount. There's stats of how often you put your hand on your kitchen tap a day and all these sort of things. But it's they're the, the most expensive rooms of any home, whether it's in the initial brand new build uh, to construct and to renovate. They're the most expensive rooms. So I see, obviously, this is, I suppose, a bit of a business pitch in a way, but investing in good design in those areas is investing in the longevity of that and the, and the way I explain that best is from a financial planning perspective that if I handed someone $30,000 and gave you option A and option B of what to do with that $30,000 option A was to go and see Betty which Betty works at Woolworths on the checkout and say to Betty where should I invest my $30,000 and how can I get maximum return of this $30,000 over the next 10 years or you go and see Jane the financial advisor down the road, it's going to charge you $500 and you're going to then get the advice from a professional on how to invest your money wisely and get maximum return for that. I'm sure 99% of us would go and see the financial plan. Well, you'd hope so anyway. 
you would. So, you know, free advice sometimes is actually not good advice at all. Uh, and so, and we look at that very much when you're investing in your home. Why not get professional advice on it? You know, so but at the moment, we're not talking too much about that. In the, obviously, in the coronavirus world, it's very relaxed and um, in a soft approach of how we can, how we can offer and help because we've been affected quite heavily with the coronavirus in that uh, a lot of people have just said, just put it on ice. Don't yeah. proceed any further with work. Um, so we've almost had 90% of our works put on ice, if you like. Right. So uh, there's been quite stressful times over the last few weeks. Of, yeah, that's uh, a whack. Wow. Well, the thing, I guess, um, and like we were talking about earlier, it's an opportunity for you at the moment to focus on the other stuff you're doing. Um, we'll come back and touch on that in the moment. I think we'll take a bit of a break. And let's focus on the family side of things now. I like your story. So if you want to give us a bit of a rundown about that and, um, yeah, let us know about, you know, about the bit more yeah, absolutely. in the business. Yeah, look, I'm a pretty open book. Um, so at, at the end of it, I went through a huge uh, change in life uh, about seven years ago. And I went through a, a marriage breakdown. I was very fortunate that it wasn't a nasty marriage breakdown in any ways at all. I still get on with my ex-wife extremely well. So very fortunate. So as once goes on to not burning bridges, um, and it's it's just who I am of getting on with everyone. So that was a big change uh, for me and my personality uh, of that marriage breakdown. And then moving into new relationships, uh, meeting Mel and Ruby was a, almost a new version of Gavin at that point of not being focused on the monetary side of things and the big home and, and, the, and the nice cars, if you like. Um, and at that point, uh, Ruby was seven. Um, and Ruby's never had an active father in her life. So when I've sort of come in as initially as the boyfriend, if you like, um, there were some big changes for this little girl. Uh, and I had to be really respectful of that and be very sensitive of that. And, um, but I also took it on as a bit of a challenge uh, for myself on her behalf of becoming the rock for her and being a, a stable male role figure um, that she's never had because she's lived with her, her mother uh, and her auntie Mel, um, oh, sorry, auntie Megan, uh, for all of her life. And so she never had a dominant male figure within the life. So. There's been a hell of a lot of pushbacks, um, as in more for her as in being a bit rebellious behind uh, wanting to accept my love, I suppose. Um, and it's been probably the biggest mental challenge I've ever had in my life yeah. um, to have have this beautiful little girl that's giving you all the cuddles and kisses and tells you how much she loves you in the world. Um, to feeling like she's going to pick up a knife and throw it through the, your forehead for two seconds later. Um, as an adult, to stay calm and get your head around that within seconds and be that stable rock to be there. Um, if someone that's never had their own kids themselves uh, and push on and be that rock. So I find it a sort of, I suppose, a difficult conversation to have because I don't necessarily see myself uh, to have the respect to talk about uh, parenting being not a biological father myself. Um, but I see myself as that amazing, stable rock of an uncle um, that is there. And to have those good, honest chats with uh, about moving forward. And, and be, my biggest thing is, is encouraging Ruby to be the best version of herself and to put herself forward 
at all times because I think, see, most kids uh, look at pleasing others as one of the most important things in their life and not putting themselves first and their best interests at heart. And so I'm trying to get through to her. We only had this conversation earlier today of if she looks after herself and does what she wants herself in the future and now, because she's getting quite stressed at the moment with this whole sort of coronavirus thing, if she puts herself forward and is happy with her decisions right now, everyone around her is going to benefit from that. And I think the penny just dropped with her today a little bit on that um, because she's very much wanting to make everyone else around her happy uh, to her own detriment, I suppose. Well, I think that's the way for... So I think it's kids, isn't it? They just want to be popular. They want to be mm. liked. And it's not until you get old. Yeah, absolutely. You realise that you don't have to please everyone. And it's not always, you don't have to be, you don't have to be a doormat. And so, but it's, I yep. think, like I said to you before we hit record, the thing I like about what you've done, you don't have to be someone's biological dad to act, or biological father, I should say, to actually be a dad. And mm. he, and I like the fact that obviously you coming into situation like it's not it's not just you and a girlfriend. There's some there's someone else there that you've got to debate, and that's you know that's a big step too, and that's a big ask for a bloke to come in as well. And obviously, you know you're a bit more older and you got your head around it more mature than if you know a young bloke like you know like any of us would have been when you're 20 years old and you're thrown in that situation. But I. I think that's. I think it says a lot about a man that you can actually step up and and accept that situation. Yeah, and look, and not run away the first time it gets hard. Yeah, um, because of what was what's what's that teaching myself or or, or the other girls? You know, so it, it really is that. Yeah, I took on the responsibility, um, and yeah, I maintained that it's it's a thing. Once you get into a relationship with, with others, you know, you, you, it's, you're there for the long haul. And, and as I said, I've been through a, yeah, a, a big breakdown of marriage um, years before that. So yeah, I know I learn a lot from that. I'm a big believer of, of learning uh, and moving forward and becoming a big, big, bigger and better person um, on the other side of our, of our learnings through life. No, I think you've yeah. done well and you could do, uh, you know, I think, um, there's a lot of people that could take that on board and obviously that um, getting back to the business side of things now that you've mentioned that there was obviously a bit of a hit, but I like how you've taken it as a positive, I get, well, not as a positive because obviously you don't want to be hit by a 90% business <laughs> in a downturn, but the, tell us about what you're doing now like with your Instagram lives and the other things that you're doing as a value add to the community and, that it's obviously just, it's all just about, so I guess it's karma in a way. And it's like, you know, it's like coming in and stepping up to uh, to a dad role. It's all about karma. And, you know, you put the put good out there and good's going to come back. Yeah, well, that's not the reason I do what I do, I suppose. It's, and I am a giving person. I, I know that I spend way too much of my uh week as in business hours, uh, giving uh, to other people, mentoring students, just giving back to this industry in general. Uh, and I, at the moment, I, without thinking about it, within the first week of the coronavirus hitting us hard here in Australia and the shutdowns, I started an Instagram page called Illawarra Business Community, obviously living in the Illawarra area here. Uh, that was straight away a case of me reaching out to all other small family businesses 
that are doing it tough locally. And if at least I could do was repost everything they posted on Instagram that day or within half an hour and then posting it, that was going to broaden their reach of potential customers for what, how they were pivoting in business at that point. So that started as just a goodwill thing. If I'm looking at and saying, if I'm on a phone call, uh, and I could sit there on the phone on a Zoom chat, and I can just be reposting and help others. Uh, that's all I wanted to do. It sort of got a little bit bigger than that in some ways. We're looking at doing some interviews and just reaching out and sharing the small business love. And because one thing that I see at the moment, that if I'm to go down the road and do some shopping, Woolworths and Coles as a multinationals don't really need our money right now. It's the small mums and dads businesses Definitely. that need our money. The money stays locally uh, and supports our kids. Um, and, you know, so that's a big part of it. Yes, yeah, this starting to come back. I've had a lot of small businesses reach out and say, Gavin, I've been stalking you for a few years, but now I realise how approachable you are. And we've had some phone conversations. So I think it's really nice to, to be able to do that. Um, out at the end of it, I've already started to put it out there. What I'd like to do on the other side of COVID-19 is bring all Illawarra small businesses together for a drink. It's not just networking, but there's nothing, uh, no other motivations there besides bring us all together for a chat. We can all meet one another face to face and see how we can help one another in business and see how much of a community we can make out of small business in Illawarra here. Um, and just give back, give back. You know, I've done reasonably well in business in this area, so now's the time to give back. Yeah, I'm hurting financially at the moment, um, but yeah, if I can focus on giving back and helping others right now, it's a good thing. And I suppose it's also part of me. Uh, so last year I'd done uh, Instagram uh, stories every Friday afternoon. It was called Friday Afternoons, the concepts by Gavin Herper. I'd interview someone in the industry in some broader way. That'd be a bit more polished and edited. Where at the moment I'm looking at it, stripping the business branding right back and showing my true self on who I am personally, which is the face behind the brand. So I'm looking at personal branding first rather than business branding. And we go live every Friday afternoon with somebody in the industry outside. We've got an artist on this week, if you like had an international designer on last week. We're talking to some dairy farmers, some wineries, uh, some more broader sort of businesses, and just talking about business and how people are pivoting at the moment and being innovative to stay afloat right now. Uh, and that's just a way of giving back, being there of interest and being personable sort of on the screen and, and showing people our true self. And I'm really enjoying it. It's just a, a different mindset and a bit different way of looking at things instead of the polished brand uh, being the first thing I suppose people see. Well, I think that's, well, that's exactly what we're trying to get across here too. It's just two blokes having a chat. And yeah. I think it makes it more realistic. Like I'm not, it's, I'm not trying to be someone that I'm not. And you're not, it doesn't need to be polished. I think you want to come across as genuine. And I think that's the beauty about doing it like that. It does. Uh, it absolutely does. And, you know, I know you're a fan of Gary Vee and so and I'm a huge fan of Gary Vee as well. And, you know, you listen to a lot of his things and this personal branding is, is I think, what comes first. I don't almost like to really call it personal branding, but it's putting your honest self forward. Uh, people connect with small businesses like ours 
because of us. It's the face of the company, it's the face of the brand. If somebody comes to Concepts by Gavin Hepper to get their dream interiors fit out, their dream kitchen and dream bathroom, uh, they get Gavin. They don't get the, you know, Betty and Sue and whatever, which is, you know, maybe working in other offices out here. No, that's not the case. Gavin is hands-on all the way through with them. So we take pride, I take pride of my business. That's why my name's within the business. And now is more important than ever to get those sort of messages out there that it is a very small, hands-on TLC business, if you like. And instead of it being a, a, a huge, you know, 20 odd uh, staff members and it's, uh, I just I, I like that right now the, I think I'm, everyone I'm does where I am. yeah I think that's the whole point I spoke with um, one of the guys um, a couple of weeks ago about his whole uh, he's uh, in the uniform business and about just putting stuff back in locally and about sourcing stuff I locally. love that story I love that podcast I thought it was a real good story about Australian made local made um, and it's something we're focusing a lot on right now is I do believe the other side of this for me as a person in business, um, I will be getting more questions of origin of products and how what the health side effects are of the makeup and the chemi chemistry of that product, if you like. Um, so what chemicals are or are not in that? So is it fit for purpose in their home? And I, I've always been a big believer of taking the specifications. So a big part of my business and my role on behalf of my clients is specifying and recommending the appropriate materials to be in their home. So what is the best material to go on your bench top in your kitchen? Uh, I take that extremely seriously. So I stain test, I scratch test, I burnt, I put all materials through the ringer first in my office before I recommend them on behalf of a client. Um, so we're really looking at what we can now to keep that as coming from Australian businesses. Yeah, what nice. products are made in Australia, even if they're, they're imported, but it's imported directly from their own factory overseas somewhere. Uh, and it's a family Australian owned business that's doing it. So keeping that coin in Australia as much as we possibly can and always using Australian joinery companies. Yeah, so it's Australian businesses making the joinery. It's not importing furniture and joinery in overseas. Yeah, keeping keeping it in in Australia, and we've got an opportunity at the moment as Australian handmade businesses to springboard right now. Uh, it's been handed to us on a silver platter. So we've ever a lot of uh, the manufacturing industry in Australia is ever going to pull together and benefit from that and try and get manufacturing industry back on board in Australia, it's now. It's been handed to us through the coronavirus. Um, and I'd love to see the manufacturing, broader manufacturing industry be able to come together now and help one another. I think it'd be fantastic. Well, I think that's the only, you know, that's one of the things that the positives that we can take out of the situation. Obviously, you know, we all want things to get back to normal as soon as possible. Uh, so everyone's business can get back. But the, but the thing, the take-home point is stuff will, whether it's in three months' time or six months or whatever, things will get back to normal. And yep. people will have money to spend again. And people are going to remember the way that, for one, businesses behave during this time. And if you're out there putting content out and educating people, I think um, I think that will come back in spades. And, and like you say, you've um, and through your, um, your little, little warrior group, that's... 
by default, even though that wasn't the initial intention, I think that's going to have a nice little flow-on effect because, like you said, people are already ringing to have a chat. The people that, hmm. that have followed you for years and what have you, I think that's I, I think that's a big win that we can get out of this. Um, you know, you don't like to say it's something we have to have, but that's at least that's one thing we can take out of it, I think. Oh, and I'm a firm believer there is going to be so many positives on the flip side of this. There's no doubt about it. Uh, unfortunately, most humans, we focus on the negatives and sort of, you know, get ourselves down in the dumps because of that. I think we all need to force ourselves and encourage others to look at the current positive things within this. And especially small business, look at what we're doing differently now that we can take into the future. So I'm already currently looking at oh, so many meetings via Zoom at the moment. Uh, I'm looking at a lot of design proposals that we put out mate, last year that I could reduce significantly those design proposal fees because that doesn't mean I need to drive to North, drive to North Sydney from here in Wollongong uh, three or four times over that design process. Well, I could only do it once. And yeah. so all of a sudden I could really skim the bottom line off that and make it much more affordable for those clients. So. I'm really firmly looking at ways I'm doing business differently now, how I can give that as a new offering to my clients in the future. Nice. Well, that's a smart way to do it, isn't it? I think we've all had to innovate in some way and change and adapt. Otherwise, like, we, like you know, those that don't um, are going to be the ones that won't make it through, to be blunt. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, so let's focus. Like, obviously, you've said you've copped a big hit at the moment, but let's focus on some positives. Like, you know, what have been some of the stories that you've had where you might have had some cool client stories or, you know, where someone's come, you know, been able to make their dream home, you know, come to, come to life based on some little ideas that you might've started off with and you've been able to pull it together. Like you've got something that you can share, put a oh, positive focus. Look, where do I, yeah. I don't know where to start on that. To be honest, I have so many amazing clients. So a lot of my clients become friends. Um, I'm in their home so much to, design well for people you need to get to know them reasonably personally uh, and that's forming what we call our design brief but there's many a project where i'll have some initial conversations with them and work out some broader costings with them um, at that point it becomes a little bit uh in the holistic project if they're renovating their whole home very regularly clients will sort of say oh we're not going to do that now they'll come back in about three years time and then we start that process again for them and just sharpen up what we've already done. They're the projects that I see we really change people's lives for the family nature, the better. Um, we've got one here just actually on Bulleye Beach and we finished about two years ago. Um, they're both uh, professionals themselves with teenage kids. And what we've done was put a real firm coastal family vibe to that, but push the boundaries within technology. So pushing the property into really into the future of the way that the property interacts with our clients. Uh, that at the end of it was great for my portfolio. Yes, absolutely. Um, but the way that the clients convey their happiness at the end of it gave me tears. It really did. Um, that they're just so happy and so proud of what we've done on their behalf of changing the way they interact with their family. And I mentioned that earlier, but when people verbalise that to me and let me know that that's what we actually have done on their behalf, Jesus, a feel-good thing. It really is. Nice. And I had one only late last year down in Kayama and we'd done two bathroom renovations for the clients. And I always go in and do the final sort of clean up and final handover personally myself. Uh, and 
she had been a, a little bit sort of a little bit sort of standoffish, I suppose, almost a little bit cold throughout the whole process. Um, at, that, at that last meeting, she gave me the biggest cuddle and the biggest thank yous. I was completely lost for words, and I'm very rarely lost for words. Uh, the gratitude she had for what we'd done for her and how we changed the way that she started and ended every day was absolutely amazing. Um, so, it, look, they're just small things, but when I can see that I change the way people interact and use their home for the better and give them good value for money and for their investment. I, I'm winning. I, I come home a really, really happy man. Nice. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Well, that's what you it's want to see, you know, isn't it? No, it is. And that's, and that's for me, that's better. I've won a, a lot of significant design awards over the years, but having a happy client is by far me being handed the, the biggest award I could ever achieve. I could win the best kitchen designer in the world, but having a happy client that seems very good value with what we've done for them um, is more significant than any award I could ever, ever be handed. So I take pride in that. Well, from a business point of view anyway, it's smart, it's smart business sense because they're going to obviously tell their friends if they're happy with you, where it's obviously better copying your rap than it is having someone bad mouth you behind your back. And you know, you oh, don't it is, and it's clients going to come from it. Could be through one of those conversations. Yeah, it could, and it's and it's also the thing of being proud of what you do. I'd I'd like to be able to walk down the street, and if I saw a previous client coming, I don't want to have to you know dart cars to get away from them because I've done the wrong thing by them. I, I want to actually be there to 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 have a chat to see how they're going. Uh, and and that's I've always lived here locally on the coast. So I want to continue to do that. So therefore, I need to do the right thing by <laughs> all of my clients. That's a smart way to do it. You don't want to duck your head every time you cross the road. <laughs> no, that's right. A different hat on every time I go out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, mate, um, let's get back to you know the um, the parenting side of things. And obviously, you've had to deal with a lot coming into a situation already. What would you say if someone else is you know maybe just starting off and you know they're in a new relationship and there is Oh, and, and there is a kid there. What would you say is the biggest tip that you might share with them based on your experience? Be patient. Be your honest self. Um, and let them know the small things that you enjoy. You know, a big thing for me, I, and this is where I'm, sorry, I'm struggling a little bit at the moment, I'm a, a huge person that I love the energy of other people, um, especially people around me. I'd love to have a cuddle. You know, being the biggest bear that I am, um, I've got a pretty soft side to me, so to have a cuddle. So I'd say let the kids know what the soft side of you is. Uh, don't force that upon them. Let them know that. Let them come to you and, and be that very relaxed yourself. Let them come to you and embrace yourself uh, and let them know who they are and what their needs are. Um, I know offering Ruby from early stages my, my cuddles, if you like, um, in the nicest way possible. She still, as soon as I see her every time now, she runs up and says, oh, cuddle, cuddles, you know, and she's 11 now. You know? Yeah. So it's something, it's something nice and special that we've still got with one another. Uh, so I'd be patient. Don't force yourself upon, don't think you're in there to be the authority and yell and scream. Um, just be patient with them and, and let them be themselves. Um, but be, be consistent. Uh, in your values as well. Don't, um, don't let them pull the wool over your eyes in that way. Be consistent uh, and firm on the things that you, you, that you hold sort of strong as your own principles, I suppose. Um, 
but yeah, just be yourself and be there. Nice, I like that. It's, that's you know, I think it's good for anyone to cop the tip on, really, isn't it? <laughs> just be, yeah. It's like obviously, um, the older the kids get, they uh, the more they're going to want to live their life. But I think, yeah, let, yeah, just I like, yeah, I like that that um, you know, that you're there and let them come to you. I like that. Now, uh, wrapping up before we wrap up, like going a bit out left field, I'd like to ask a question: What would you tell your younger self? It might be. You know, when you're 19 or when you're starting off in the business or, you know, is there something that obviously we're all a bit smarter and wiser now, what would you go back and tell your younger self? Well, this is a simple one. Um, I'd say don't make decisions based on what other people think. Be proud of what the decisions are that you're going to make yourself, back yourself and make those decisions and move forward because that's what you want. And that your gut and your mind is telling you that's what the right thing for you is. Don't base things on other people's opinions. And I have learnt that only within the last handful of years. And I wish I could have told myself that when I was a teenager. I really do. Instead of moving forward on other people's opinions. No, well, I think you know we could always. Yeah, obviously that's why I asked the question because there's plenty of things I'd go back and tell my younger self. And you'd want to. Obviously, everyone's a genius in hindsight, and you can't go back and do that. But I think it's nice to you know to learn what you would go back and say, knowing what we know now. So that's a nice little tip to finish up on. Now, where can we find you, Gavin? Like, where's and you mentioned your Instagram live series. Like, obviously, you've got the Instagram channel and you've got a website and all that, no doubt. So, give us a bit of a plug. We'll put the uh, the links in the show notes too. But yeah, you know, what's the best spot for people to find you if they are interested in finding out? You know, and having a chat. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's also so Instagram and on Facebook at Concepts by Gavin Hepper um, is the same handle. Obviously, the website being conceptsbygavinhepper.com.au. Also, our bathroom side of things, which is Archibave, um, which is A R K I B A T H E, and that's for bathroom renovations. So, bathroom renovations we try and keep to the Sydney and Illawarra area. Where the concepts by Gavin Hepper Interior Design Brand, we go international, especially now with with this technology of Zoom and and interacting with clients that way. So we're not restricted to postcodes. Um, we can really push that reach out. Yeah, and encourage anyone that wants to enjoy a happy hour virtual wine with us to enjoy us over Friday afternoon at five o'clock on the concepts by Gavin Hepper Instagram um, page and. Ask a comment and let me let just put it out there that you that you heard this podcast with Dan and it'd be great to to have a virtual cheers if you like to well, screen. Mate, we all love a bit of a drink, so uh, I'll tell you. Well, I know I definitely do, and that's uh, you need it <laughs> sometimes. But um, absolutely, no, I think it's a great idea what you're doing, Gavin. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story um, and sharing a bit more about what you do as well. And I'm sure that once all this. Um, stuff is done and over and we can start getting back to living our lives i'm sure there's going to be plenty of things that are happening that'll uh, that'll come back and pay dividends based on what you're doing now absolutely and look and, and thanks to you dan i think what you're doing here is absolutely fantastic for for small businesses and and, and parents and fathers in particular i think it's a great initiative congratulations for what you're doing keep it going even after um, the COVID 19 things happening and uh, we need more people around us that give back to to people uh, and do things like this. So good on you. 
Well, that's the plan, isn't it? Like at the end of the day, you want to be able to help a small business like we've discussed and, and like you're doing with your Illawarra community as well with those groups down there. Um, I just think something that where you can have a, um, give someone a, vo- a, a chance to share their story, give them a voice, so to speak. Yep. And I think, and the whole reason for doing this is because you want to know if you're going to do business with someone because you never know when someone needs to do a bit of a renovation or they're, or they're building their dream home or, you know, or even if it's totally unrelated to your field that you want to know that the people you're doing business with are actually decent people. Yeah, and 100%. the only way you're going to find that out is by having someone share their story. Yeah. Um, because not everyone knows someone who you know who does whatever you're looking for, and this is and hopefully it's it's a good avenue for people to um, to hear and to find out more about another business. And look, it's just the time. As like I said to you earlier, that was something that was in my the back of my head for since the start of the year, since January. But this made me pull the trigger and to put it into action rather than just sitting there. Um, so I think um, it's perfect timing and. Hopefully, it's just driving everyone back to small business, like you said, rather than going big multinationals. It is, 100%. And persevere with it as well. You know, sometimes, you know, you obviously don't get the traction early on with these sort of things, but being a bit of perseverance until the message gets out there and um, and you'll get the rewards out of it, just personally. Uh, I, I'll, I'll stop rambling because you're doing a great thing. Well, thanks, Gavin. I appreciate your time. And um, yeah, I appreciate you sharing your story as well. It's definitely a great story to share from all avenues, mate. All right, cheers. Done well. Appreciate it. Take care. Take it easy. Bye.